Turn with me, please, in the scriptures to Romans, the first chapter. We begin a new series. We talked about living by faith. And the Lord took me and took us a little bit different direction than what I had envisioned in the beginning. But we're learning to just follow him wherever he might lead. And so we want to do the same thing tonight and every time. Let's release faith together right now for the next several moments or hours or days. And <laughs> Years ago, I was in Baltimore, Maryland with some dear, dear folks and older uh, ministers. And the lady of the church, she said, now, Brother Keith, if you forget what time it is, just look behind you, there's a calendar on the wall. <laughs> and then one of the bishops there, in introducing me, he got up, he said, now, now, eat the whole roll. <laughs> eat the whole roll. He said, mm-hmm. He went and sat down. <laughs> So we don't want to short you tonight. Let's believe together. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you that we're alive in you. We can have life and peace and joy. Hallelujah. To know you is eternal life. We're asking you for utterance right now, for the anointing, for all of us ears that can hear, eyes that can see, and heart and mind that can understand and discern and receive. Grant a supply of the Spirit. Grant answers and direction and impartations according to your will and moving of your Spirit. We ask for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Romans 1. Romans chapter 1, down about verse 15. He said, For as much as in me is, I am ready to preach. The gospel to you that are in Rome also. Sounds like Paul's wound up. Right? <laughs> For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation. To everyone that believes. To who? Not to everybody. Not to everybody. You know, all things are possible is not for everybody. (laughs) Say what? No, y'all got to finish the verse. All things are possible to a select group. Who? Those that believe. That's not everybody. That's not even the majority. That's not half. That's not a quarter. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It's the power of God unto salvation. To who? To who? To everyone that believes. To the Jew first and also to the Greek. You know, uh, he also said in another place that God is the Savior of all men. Then he said, especially them that believe. (laughs) What does that mean? He is available, potentially, the Savior of all men. But unless you believe it. And receive him, you'll not experience what's available to all. Verse 17. For therein, 
in the gospel, in the good news, is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Say that last phrase with me out loud, please. The just shall live by faith. You'll find this here uh, in the Old Testament, uh, two or three other times in the New Testament, this exact phrase, the just shall live by faith. Say it again, say it again. The just shall live by faith. Another couple of times. The just shall live by faith. One more time. The just shall live by faith. Just those justified, made righteous, made acceptable by the blood of the Lamb and received by their faith. Just like we got born again by faith, that's how we're supposed to do everything. We walk by faith. We live by faith. Now, most people would agree with that when you say it like that, but most folks in the church have not embraced this way of life. They believe in getting born again by faith, missing hell, making heaven by faith. But they do not endeavor to get their bills paid by faith. They do not endeavor to get their babies healed by faith. Come on, y'all listening to me. They do not endeavor to be protected all the time by faith or led or directed. And the list goes on. But the truth is, we're supposed to do everything. Walk. Walk means the way you live. And uh, live. We walk by faith. We live by faith. We please God by faith. We receive by faith. We resist the devil by faith. We overcome the world by faith. Faith, faith, faith. Faith in the morning. Faith at noontime. And faith when the sun goes down. Because if you're not walking in faith, you're getting defeated. You're not receiving some things you should be receiving. You're missing some things you should be getting. Do you believe it or not, saints? Faith. Jesus. What did he emphasize to people as, as he ministered on the earth here? Over and over again, what did he tell people? He'd say, where's your faith? Why aren't you believing? Oh, ye of little faith. Right? Why did you doubt? Why did you fear? Then people that did believe, he'd say, your faith has saved you. Your faith has made you whole. Hallelujah. Didn't he say it more than once? And he marveled when he found good strong faith. He'd say, I hadn't seen faith like this in the whole country. Now something that impresses the king of kings. I think we ought to major on. Don't you think so? And yet the church has not. By and large, the church has not majored on this. You want to talk about healing? You want to talk about getting your needs met? People will begin to tell you all kind of things about, you know, well, it's whatever the Lord's will is. It's up to Him. It's His mysterious plan and will. And in some way or another, it's not God's will for everybody to have their needs met. He's teaching you something through getting kicked out of your apartment and having to live in the street. 
He's teaching you something? Hmm? Teaching you something? By you and your kids being sick? People have not taught, have not been taught in much of the church that we resist these things with our faith. And we reach to God and believe we receive our healing and what we need and the money to pay our bills. Come on, and everything else by faith. And we don't just sit passively by and say it's up to the Lord whatever he wants. You can't leave up to him what he left up to you. He tells us it's our faith that's the determining factor in our receiving. So the just shall live by faith. Say it another time. The just shall live by faith. How do you live? How do you live in the back? How do you live? Really? Over here, how do you live? You live by faith? What does that mean? What does that mean? You live by faith. Well, there's a lot of different ideas about that. That's why I asked. And I want us to narrow it down from the Word of God as to what it means to live by faith. Hebrews 11.6 says, For without faith it is what? Challenging. Huh? <laughs> what? It's what? What does impossible mean? It means no way. I don't care what kind of prayer you pray, how perfect your English, how many scriptures you perfectly quote, if you didn't pray that prayer in faith, God has no use for it. Doesn't please him at all. I don't care how big of an offering you might give or what you might give to the poor or what you might do. If you don't do it in faith, it didn't please God at all. Are y'all with me, friends? We need a revelation of this. It's our faith that pleases him. Go with me to the book of Psalms. In the book of Psalms. What's another way of saying the just shall live by faith? The just shall live by the way that pleases God. That's another way of saying that. Those justified by the blood of the Lamb. Live in the way that pleases God. And walk by the way that pleases God. Which is faith. Psalm 34. 34 and 4. Psalm 34, 4. I sought the Lord. And he heard me. And delivered me from all my fears. If you've been delivered from all your fears, how many fears do you have remaining? None. Then you are fear free. You are fearless. Uh-huh. Is it possible yes. to be delivered yes. from everything yes. you're afraid of? Yes. Is it possible? Yes. Come on, how many Bible believers have got in here? Let me see you. Is it possible? Yes. Then whatever's been bugging you for years or decades, is it possible to be completely free from that so that you are not afraid in that area anymore? It is. What do you got to do? Seek the Lord about it. And he'll hear you and deliver you from all your fears. Verse 5, 
They looked to him and were lightened, and their faces were not ashamed. Verse 6, this poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. He keeps using the word all. All. (laughs) That means everything's taken care of, doesn't it? Everything. Verse 7. The angel of the Lord encamps round about them that fear him and delivers them. Man, that's protection. Finances. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that what? Trusts in him. Now, another way of saying the just shall live by faith is saying the just shall live by trust. Because faith is trust. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that does what? Trusts in him. Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints, for there is no want to them that fear him. Another word for that is, is reverence and respect. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. Go over to the 37th Psalm, please. Psalm 37. Psalm 37 and 1. Fret not yourself because of evildoers, neither be envious against the workers of iniquity. When you know that God's your Father, and you begin learning how to walk by faith, you don't have to be jealous of anybody. You don't have to be envious of anybody. You know God give you your own. Is that right? You don't have to long after theirs. God will give you your own. Verse 2. They'll soon be cut down like grass to mount the wicked and wither as the green herb. You don't want to be like them. Verse 3. Do what? Do what? Trust in the Lord and do good, so shall you dwell in the land, and verily you shall be fed. When God says, you will eat, what can you say? No need for me to be concerned about me and my family. We're going to eat. We're going to have what we need. Because we're doing what? First part of the verse, trust in the Lord. Verse 4, delight yourself also in the Lord, and he'll give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Do what? Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. Oh, hallelujah. I mean, the whole psalm is is very good, as you know. But I just want to draw your attention to this part. Trusting in him. Now, what you'll find is that trust is the cure. Go to Psalm 56 and you'll see what I'm talking about. He said, don't fret. Don't be envious. Don't be upset. Instead of doing that, what are you going to do? Trust. And you're not just going to do that for a few minutes on Friday night while the preacher is preaching at you. You don't just do that on occasion in a good service. This is how you live. 
56. Verse 3. 56.3. What time I am afraid. I will take some sedatives. Huh? <laughs> I will call my friend. And cry. <laughs> I will reach for some liquor. I need a drink. Now you're laughing, but do people do this? Every day. What time I am afraid. Have you ever been afraid? Don't, don't raise your hand, but just, do you know what I'm talking about? Have you ever been afraid? So I'm, I'm not afraid of anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's been times you've been afraid. Ain't no question about that. You might not be afraid of fighting. You might not be afraid of going fast or uh, jumping out on an airplane or whatever the case, diving or whatever the case might be, but you might be afraid of losing your job. Might be afraid of your relationship's not going to make it. Might be afraid of what your kids are going to think of you in the end. Uh, Every one of us have had fears come to us. You can't live down here in this world without encountering fears and a bunch of them. Some of them mild, some of them moderate, some of them in the panic level. But fear is not for the child of God. What's for the child of God? Faith. Faith. Didn't say the just shall live in fear. The just shall live by faith. God didn't give us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. We're not supposed to be in fear any of the time. Now, fear will come to you. So it's not a matter of having to deal with it or not. All of us have had to and will have to be ready to deal with fears of all kinds. But what do you do instead of fear? Read read right here. Read right here. Psalm 56.3. What do you do instead of fear? What time I am afraid, I will what? I will trust in you. Trust is the remedy for fear. Trust is the solution. It's the fix. It's the cure. How can I quit being afraid? Simple. I didn't say it was always easy. I said it was simple. They're not the same thing. What can I do if fear comes? As quickly as you're aware of it, make a decision to trust God. Yeah, that's right. mm. Hallelujah. That's good. <laughs> that's good. I was worth you washing your face yes, sir. and coming over tonight. Right there. right there. That's the Spirit of the Lord. What do you do? What time I am afraid. How many can see what's going on? He is in fear. How's he going to get out? I'm going to trust in you. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I will is a choice. 
I will is a decision. We need to say this too. Everybody said out loud. What time I am afraid. When fears come. I will trust in you Lord. That's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to sit there and fear and cry. I'm not going to sit there and worry and get into a panic. What am I going to do? I've already made up my mind. As soon as I'm aware fear is trying to get in me and on me, I'm going to actively trust God. And that's not just what I do every great once in a while. That's how I live. Anything that tries to move me, scare me, shake me. What if this happens? What if that doesn't happen? Look at what's happening over there. Look at what happened to them. The enemy is the fear peddler. Isn't he? I mean, he, he is trying to get it to you and into you from every direction, including your friends and your family and your co-workers. They may not realize what's going on, but he wants anybody that had something bad happen to them. The enemy wants them to tell it and keep on telling it and keep on telling it. Why? So he can get on the other side of people that are hearing it and tell them, you next. You're next. Well, they didn't want it to happen to them either. But yeah, you're next. Get you in fear. Why? Because fear is a law. And if the enemy can get us in fear, your fears can come on you. Just like God can work with your faith, the enemy can work with your fear. Fear is a dangerous thing. And it should have no place in our life. But it will have a place if you don't know how to resist it. And you don't know what to do instead of fear. Well, we got the verse right here, don't we? What do we do? Come on, help me out. Verse 3, verse 3, read it again. What time I am afraid? What? I will trust in you. Come on, say it with me. I will trust in you. If you hear a bad report about you, about your kids, about your grandkids, come on, tell me what are you going to do? What are you going to do? I refuse to fear. I refuse to give in to that. I'm going to do something else. If I do that, I get what the rest of the world gets. If I'm going to get something different than what most people get, i got to do something different than what most people do. i got to respond differently. i got to respond in faith, which is trust. I will trust in you. Keep reading. In God, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust. Do you need to hear his word? Well, you know what to trust. What are you going to trust? What he told you. In his word. In God I will praise his word. In God I have put my trust. I will not fear. I won't fear. What flesh can do to me? What can happen to me? In this world, in this life. He he said it again in verse uh, 10. In verse 10, in God will I praise his word. In the Lord will I praise his word. In God have I put my trust. I will not be afraid what man can do unto me. Oh, hallelujah. 
This is the cure for being afraid. This is it. Don't look for anything else. This is it. How can I keep from being afraid? You can't just not be afraid and that's it. You got a vacuum. These thoughts, these feelings, they're real. What's going on around you has happened, looks like could happen. It's real. It's going to be in your face. And if you do nothing, you are going to fear. That's it. You won't be able to do anything different. But if you'll make a decision to do something else instead, you can resist fear. And instead, trust God. Hallelujah. It's a choice. It's an action. And if you find that you've slipped and begin to fear a little bit, don't despair. Just say, no, no, no. In Jesus' name, I trust God. I trust Him. What's going to happen? i tell you what's going to happen. God's going to take care of me. Like He always does. I'm coming out of this thing victorious. You just hide and watch. When the dust clears, I'll be standing here with the victory. Hallelujah. How can you be so sure? I trust God. I trust Him. I trust Him. Glory to God. What a glorious way to live. What a wonderful way to live. Hallelujah. 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 Woo. I'd preach this to myself. Psalm 62, 62. You need some more of this. Psalm 62, verse 1. Truly, my soul waits upon God. From Him comes my salvation. Everybody say, from Him, from Him. Verse 2. Now, now get this. He only is my rock. In my salvation, he is my defense. I shall not be greatly moved. We should not neglect these scriptures. How many know the Psalms is the inspired word of God? Should we put these words in our mouth on a regular basis? We should. We should say exactly what he said. Because this was not just the psalmist that, you know, had an idea and and wrote it down. This is God inspired this individual. Is that right? So it's it's God given. But notice this phrase again. Verse 2. He only is my rock. Say it out loud. He only. He only is my rock. Skip down to verse 5. And you'll see this is a recurring theme of this psalm. Verse 5. My soul. How many of you need to talk to your soul sometimes? Right? You're tempted to be afraid, tempted to be upset, tempted to be scared and worried. Talk to yourself. Soul, mind, wait thou only upon God. That's as opposed to waiting for the bad thing to happen. I'm not waiting for tragedy to strike. I'm not waiting for failure to find me. I'm waiting 
upon my God only. Somebody say only. For my expectation is what? What from him is good. I'm not expecting the evil thing. I'm not fearing and dreading the bad thing. My expectation is from him. And only on him. Verse 6. He what? He only is my rock and my salvation. He's my defense. I shall not be moved. Glory to God. In God is my salvation and my glory, the rock of my strength and my refuge is in God. Do you need to, do you need to confess over yourself? My, my. He's my God. He's my deliverer. He's my defense. These verses are in here for a reason. Right? Thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph, who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Go with me, having seen that, to Jeremiah, the 17th chapter. Jeremiah 17. Then I think we'll go to 2 Chronicles 13. Jeremiah 17. In fact, why don't you, why don't you find 2 Chronicles? And I'll read Jer- I'll just read Jeremiah to you. You go to 2 Chronicles 13. Jeremiah 17, 5. Put it on the screen for us, please. Jeremiah 17, 5. Thus says the Lord, Cursed be the man that trusts in man. And makes flesh his arm. And whose heart departs from the Lord. Verse 6. For he'll be like the heath in the desert. And shall not see when good comes. You know one reason he won't see the good? He's not looking for it. What's he looking for? He's fearing. Why? His confidence is not in the Lord. It's in what he can see. In flesh. But he'll inhabit the parched places in the wilderness. In a salt land not inhabited. That's not an enjoyable life. Seven. Blessed is the man. What, what man woman are we talking about here now? Man, I should hear me all over the place. Me. Me. That's me. Me. Blessed is the man that does what? That does what? Trust. In the Lord. And whose hope. Or as other translations say. Confidence. Which is another faith word. Whose confidence. The Lord is. What will happen to him. He'll be like a tree. Planted by the waters. That spreads out her roots by the river. And he won't see when the heat comes. Oh, somebody needs to get stirred up about this. Seek and you shall find. Good or bad. Just like faith works for you, fear works against you. If you're in fear, you won't see when the answer comes. Fear stupefies you. You know it does. People, uh, how many people, don't, don't, don't raise your hand now, I'm just asking you a question now. 
How many people have done stupid things in a critical situation because of fear? Your tire starts to slide a little bit on some ice. So you slam your brakes on, try to get to the floorboard, and crank your wheel around. Bad move. Is that right? Bad move. Why would somebody do that? They're not thinking. And the list goes on and on and on and on and on of people that have done stuff just in, you know, jerk knee response because of fear. Fear dumbs you down. Fear stupefies you. And there can be an answer right in front of you. And you won't see it. Because of fear. Have you ever looked for something when you're in too big of a hurry and maybe a little bit panicky and you just did not find it? And you looked 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 and it was right there. That ever happened to you? What did that to you? Fear. Fear blinds you, deafens you, dumbs you down. That's why you, you won't see it. You won't see the thing you need to see. Because you're not looking for that necessarily. You're, you believe you got a problem. Can't find it. I 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 can't find it. Well, say it another hundred times and see how close you get to it. <laughs> That's not faith. If you lived by faith, what would you say? It's here. The Lord knows where it is. He lives inside me. I'm not just looking for it. I am at present. Finding it. I'm finding it. That allows the Holy Spirit. To just help you. But when you panic and get in fear. Read it again. Blessed is the man that trusts in the Lord. Whose hope the Lord is. He'll be as a tree planted by the waters. That spreads out her roots. By the river. This means. Your water source is not dependent on all the environment around about you. you got your own connection to water. Your root has worked its way through the dirt and is actually stuck out a little bit in the river. So while other trees are drying up, bone dry, and everybody's hollering about this and that, you think, I don't see it. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see what the big deal is. Right. Why? Because you tapped into the river. That's right. Let's back up to what, what he started. Verse 7. What kind of person it is? Why are they that way? Because they are trusting in the Lord. Not in flesh. Not in man. And he shall not see when the heat comes, man, it's hot in the drought out here. You go, really? <laughs> Hadn't noticed I got this massive leaf canopy. <laughs> Is that right? And, and I've got, uh, let's see, last count was uh, uh, 270 root tips that are accessing the river. <laughs> Actually, we have our own temperature zone over here. <laughs> well, it's cooler in the shade, you know that. It's cooler by the water, you know that. 
Is that right? You are not experiencing the same thing they are. Because you're living by faith. By faith. Hallelujah. And your trust is in him. And only in him. Is everybody listening? Now we need to get more into that. Hallelujah. She'll not see when the heat comes. But her leaf shall be green. And shall not be careful. Or another translation says sorrowful. In the year of drought, neither shall cease from yielding fruit. When other trees dry up and die, you are still producing fruit in the middle of a drought. Glory to God. Who are we describing? Who are we describing? Only if you... Live a life of trusting God or living or walking by faith. Hallelujah. Did you go to Chronicles? Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. Living by faith. In Jesus. Hallelujah. Trusting, confiding in his great love. From all harm safe. In his sheltering arms. I'm living by faith. And I feel. No alarm. Anybody know that song? Come on anybody know it? You ever heard that song? And I'm sitting puzzled. Looks all across the country. <laughs> living by faith. In Jesus. Above. Trusting, confiding in his great love. From all harm safe in his sheltering arms. I'm living by faith and I feel no alarm. How many never heard that song? I want to see you never. Oh, my, my. Well, we'll be singing that at the end of the service. And uh, was it the way I sang it or you really never heard it before? I, wow. Man, that's a, that's a standard. Been around a long, long. Well, God time, a couple hours. Uh, <laughs> wow. Go to Isaiah. I know I told you Chronicles, but I don't think you're quite ready for for Chronicles. You you have to be prepped for Chronicles. You you need to be ready for Chronicles. Isaiah 12. I think we just need to keep camping on this for a little bit. Tell me what the remedy is for being afraid. Trust in God. What's the solution? Is it possible to get completely free from fear? Is it possible to be free from all fears? It is, but you're going to have to do something. You're going to have to make a choice that instead of yielding to the fear, 
I'm going to trust God. I'm going to trust him. I'm going to trust what he told me. Trust in his word. I'm going to trust that he's with me. The 23rd Psalm. Anybody remember that? Don't turn there. We've got enough places we're going to. But you could probably quote that one. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He what? Green pastures. Leads me beside. Still waters. Stores my soul. Yea. Though I walk. Through the valley. Of the shadow. Of death. What? 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 I will fear. No evil. For. For. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Now, you reckon in the valley of the shadow of death, you might hear some things and feel some things and see some things that would try to shake you and move you and scare you and put you in fear. But what did he say? I will fear no evil. This is a choice. When you see I will, somebody decided something. Uh, when, when feelings of fear come, it's good to immediately begin to say, I refuse to fear. Fear, I resist you. I refuse to fear. But you can't stop there. What time I'm afraid, what the psalmist say? I will trust. Now, immediately, once you've said, no, I refuse to fear. Fear, I resist you. Now, immediately, you need to get to talking about his rod. And his staff. And how big he is. And what he said to you. And how he gave his angels charge concerning you. Is that right? How they encamp round about you. They'll bear you up in their hands. And with long life he's going to satisfy you. That means you're going to make it through this. And that you die right now you wouldn't make it to long life. But you're coming out on the other side. I'm making it all the way. You, you get to thinking about. What he said and who he is and what he is and trust in that and that delivers you from the fear. The more you believe that, the less the fear is a factor. Get away from what if. Well, what if, what if, what, what if this happens and what if that doesn't happen and, and what if I don't get this and, and what if they lay everybody off at the, at the plant and what if I lose my job and what if, what if uh, my uh, my savings and my investment and what if something happens to that and what, what if this and what if that and what if the other that is choosing to think on the wrong thing and talk about the wrong thing and you will not be able to get free from fear you will be stuck in it because that is not trusting God that is not faith that's choosing to yield to it the moment something comes to you to try to shake you and scare you. You immediately. Something on the inside of you needs to stand up. What about? What about? What if? What if? It doesn't matter. God will be with us. He's kept me this far. He will be there. Whatever we need. We will have. Is that right? Didn't he say? That he meets all our needs. Didn't he say? We've given. We got good seed in the ground. Is that right? We're going to reap a harvest. God's going to take care of us. He's going to lead us. 
Guide us, direct us, protect us. You get to talking about that is a choice to trust in what he told you. And that immediately, the feelings of the fear, trepidation, dread will begin to back off. It will immediately just begin to leave you while you trust him. Somebody say, I trust you, Lord. I trust you, Lord. Isaiah 12. We're going to read uh, two or three passages here in Isaiah. Isaiah 12, 2. He said, Behold, God is my salvation. And what? I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. He also has become my salvation. At times, if you really feel afraid, let me tell you what to do. Break out into song. <laughs> Just get up and bust a move. <laughs> and break out into song. Somebody says, well, I'm not a singer. Yeah, you are. Everybody can sing. Everybody can sing. Not everyone should record. But everyone can sing. And you it's something how when you lift your voice to sing, it takes on a different effect. You actually are having to put more into it. And you'll get more out of it doesn't matter if it's not in tune or if it doesn't rhyme. Or, get your mind off of all that. Just break into song. What are you going to do? 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 You're going to say, shut up. I'll show you what I'm going to do. I'm going to sing right now. <laughs> God is my performer. He will do all things for me. Has he said it? Shall he not do it? All I got to do is just believe. What are you going to do? 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 Money is coming to me. Money is coming to me. I'll pay every bill because money is coming to me. Money is coming to me. Coming to me right now. Money is coming to me. I don't have to know how. Money's coming my way. Money, money, more than I need. Money is coming to me. Now, I know that people might think that sounds humorous, but is that not an expression of trust? I'm not despairing that the bad thing's going to happen. I'm affirming that what he told me is coming to pass. Hallelujah. He said, I'll trust and not be afraid. The Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song, and he's become my salvation. 26, Isaiah 26. Isaiah 26, 3. Isaiah 26, 3. Thou will keep him. In perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because, because he trusts in thee. Thank you, Lord. Verse 4, 
Do what? Trust ye in the Lord forever, for in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. When you get your mind on him and you begin talking about what he said he would do in trusting in him, instead of being weak, you'll become stronger. When you look at the bad thing and you fear and tremble over it, you'll get weaker. To be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Does it matter what you think on? Does it matter what you talk about? According to these verses, it's a difference of life and death. Yes, it matters. Skip on down to the 31st chapter. Actually, actually, chapter 30. I see we're going to have to come back maybe next week or whenever and and finish this up. That's all right. I purposely felt like we just need to camp on this part tonight. Just, just We need to camp. How many know you got this one thing? It changed your life. Wouldn't it? It changed your life. And just this one thing right here. Isaiah 30 and verse 1. Woe to the rebellious children, says the Lord, that take counsel, but not of me, and that cover with a covering, but not of my spirit, that they may add sin to sin. They walk to go down to Egypt, and have not asked at my mouth, didn't ask me, to strengthen themselves in the strength of Pharaoh, and to trust in the shadow of Egypt." Therefore shall the strength of Pharaoh be your shame, and the trust in the shadow of Egypt your confusion. What are we seeing here? We're seeing God's people choose to trust in the wrong thing. Choose a replacement for God. And this is, all of us have been tempted in these areas, and there's been lots of mistakes made here. If you're not trusting God very well, you get impatient. And if the situation seems to be getting worse, especially, you figure, I can't wait on God. I got to do something about this. And that's when Sarah comes up with the Hagar Ishmael plan. Is that right? And that's when The enemy will show you all kinds of alternatives to trusting God. I can just do this. I'll just do that. And what do we read in Jeremiah? There's a curse that's attached to forgetting God and trusting man. But if you don't depend on man and flesh and you trust God, that's when you become like the tree planted by the waters. But you have to make a choice as to who you trust and what you trust. Did you remember the psalmist kept saying, only God. I'll trust only in him. I'm looking only to him. Skip down to the 31st chapter. You're in 30. Look at 31. Obviously, this was a problem at this time. He keeps bringing it up. 31.1 Woe to them that go down to Egypt for help 
and stay on horses. Now, the word trust, one of the big words for the word trust is rely. Actually, it's translated lean on. And all of these words describe faith. To live by faith means to live by trust, which means to live by relying on. But faith in what? Trust in what or whom? Leaning on what? It's also translated to rest yourself. I'm trusting in my legs right now. I'm relying on them to hold me up. You're leaning on this chair. You're relying on that chair to hold you up. And in every area of life, we need to examine what or who are we leaning on. What are we actually looking to for that to be accomplished? Who are we looking to? What are we looking to? God may use people and things to help us, but it's not okay for us to look to them instead of him. This is where folks get in trouble. Repeatedly. You can rely on yourself instead of God. You can rely on other people instead of God. You can rely on money instead of God. You can rely on science instead of God. Any number of things. And you'll always come out badly. When as a believer, knowing you can trust God, you choose to trust something else. Can you see this, friends? Woe to them that go down to Egypt for help and stay on horses and trust in chariots. Because they're many. And in horsemen because they're very strong. But they what? They look not to the Holy One of Israel. Neither seek the Lord. He said in this verse 3. The Egyptians are men. And not God. And their horses flesh and not spirit. And when the Lord stretches out his hand. Both he that helps is going to fall. And he that was helped is going to fall down. And they're going to all fail together. Why? Because they're dependent on each other. Instead of looking to God. And man has been doing this ever since the Tower of Babel. Deciding we don't need God. We'll help each other. We'll work together. We'll meet each other's needs. Oh, it sounds good. To the unenlightened. What we all need to do is work together. And pool our resources. You help me and And I help you and we'll just have a beautiful world. Everything will be wonderful. And if you'll notice, there's not one mention of God anywhere about it. Which means it ain't never going to work. Ever. Man meeting man's needs is never going to solve the problems. Never. Never, because it can't. Won't, because it can't. But godless people are going to continue to insist that it can. And even when it fails miserably, right in front of their eyes, they'll still say, oh no, 
We just have to approach it a different way. But this is the solution. It's not the solution. We have been created for someone's pleasure. We belong to him. Come on, are you listening? We are completely dependent on him, including our planet and our solar system and our galaxy. Come on, are you listening? Every millisecond, he upholds everything by the word of his power. The next breath you get is a gift from him. Take one and say thank you. Thank you, Lord. Then your next heartbeat, it's all from him. All from him. And if that's true, then we should look to him. Is that right? Our trust should be in him. All the time. Look with me. uh, Go back to the book of of Psalms. And I think we can close with this. And uh, you'll need to come back. For the rest of this message. It's good too. You remember Chronicles. We talk about Chronicles. Well you had to get ready for it. Well we're getting ready tonight. And so next time we can. We can maybe move into that. <laughs> Psalm 118, 8 and 9. We, we, we've heard this. We've sung uh, songs about it. But uh, what does it mean? Psalm 118, 8. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. There are a lot of people, and I'm not just talking about people on the outside, unbelievers. I'm talking about believers, people, church-going people. There are a lot of people broken-hearted for years now, devastated because somebody let them down. Somebody they trusted in, somebody they depended on, let them down. And I'm not saying it's okay or good that they let you down. But the fact that you are so devastated proves a fault of your own. You were depending too much on them. You were relying too much on that. You were looking too much to them. Perhaps they had a place in your heart, mind, and life that only the Lord should have. Which is why it's so difficult to overcome the hurt and the hole that's left. Now, don't misunderstand me. If people have a big place in your life and something goes wrong, you're going to feel it. I don't care who you are, how close to the Lord you might be, you got a relationship with them. You're going to feel it. But if enough of your heart and trust is in the Lord, you can overcome anything. You, I don't care how miserably you or them failed, you will not be incapacitated for even a month. So you, you get people that haven't been able to function normally for the past uh, year and a half because their pet died. Their, their cat or their dog or their bird, whatever. And I'm not belittling that, you know, uh, but that's not okay. That means they had a place in your heart and soul 
that the Lord should have. You were depending too much on them. You hear people say, well, I, I couldn't live without mom and daddy. You better change that right now. Because if things go the way of all the earth, you're going to get to live without them. I couldn't live without my spouse. I couldn't live without this. I couldn't live without my job. I couldn't live without what I do. I couldn't live without. Stop saying such stupid things. Everything down here is very, very temporary. Everything. Everything. And you are. In a few years, the Lord tarries his coming. There's several people in this room right now that's not going to be here. And at some point, you ain't going to be here. Right? And to say we can't go on, we can't finish our life, we can't do what we need to do, and not just barely survive, but we can't function in a strong way and accomplish fully what we should do and still have some peace and joy in our life. If the Lord's got enough of your heart, if he's got a big enough place in your heart and mind, if enough of your trust is in him, you can make it through anything. And you need to get that way now so that you won't be slapped sideways. Come on, are you listening? When something comes up, somebody lets you down or somebody just leaves unexpectedly or whatever the case might be, get it that way now. Oh, somebody say, my trust trust is in the Lord. My My eyes are only on him. him. He's the only one, you understand, who will never leave you, nor forsake you. Nor he is the only one. The only one. Other folks don't have all the say-so about it. It's better to trust in the Lord. Than to put confidence in man. It's better. Verse 9. To trust in the Lord. Than to put confidence in princes. Now princes. Are the most powerful of men. I've seen people just get devastated. I've seen pastors and ministers. Somebody told them. He's going to give a big offering to the church. They got so excited. They got so wired. They told everybody. They made plans. They got ready. And they never gave it. So they're just heartbroken because we were going to do this and we were going to do that. And you know whose word you should get the most excited about? What the Lord tells you. Is that right? What he told you. And if he told you something was going to happen, you get excited about that. Whether they do it or not, it's still going to happen. Well, so-and-so told me they'd love me and they'd never leave me and, and they did. Well, I know, but how many years ago was that? Come on, get to victory. Come on, get your heart in God. Get your trust in Him. Get your eyes off a of man and you'll get free, free, free. And you'll find peace that passes understanding. And you'll find joy unspeakable. Psalm 146. I, I think I'm closing. Psalm 146, one, he goes into more detail about don't put your trust in men. Man, we could use another two hours on this right here, can you? Don't put your trust in men. That includes yourself. Proverbs 3. Trust in the Lord with all your heart 
And what? Lean. See, that's that word. That's that word for trust. Lean not to your own understanding. You don't have to be exasperated and frustrated because you can't figure it out. I can't figure it out. I don't know what to do. I can't figure it out. I don't know what to do. I can't figure it out. I can't figure it out. I can't figure it out. Hush. And just trust in God. Because he don't have to figure it out. He already knows. He already knows. And he'll show me what I need to see. When I need to see it. So I can just roll over here and go to sleep. I can enjoy the day. Confident that when I need to see it. He'll show it to me. And I'll get it. And I'll have it. Oh, what a di- is it night and day difference between living in fear and trusting in flesh and living by faith and trusting in God. It's night and day. Night and day. One's a tormenting life and the other's a joyous, peaceful life. One's a life of continual disappointment and the other one is victory after victory. Hallelujah. Faith is the victory that overcomes the whole world. Psalm 146.1 Praise ye the Lord. Praise the Lord, O my soul. While I live, will I praise the Lord. I'll sing praises unto my God while I have any being. That's beyond uh, this life. Then he says what? Put not your trust in princes, nor in the Son of Man, in whom there is no help. His breath goes forth, and he returns to his earth. In that very day, his thoughts perish. Don't get your eyes on anybody. That they're going to fix your life. They're going to fix your life forever. If I could just find the right spouse, my life would be fixed forever. (laughs) And all the married people said, well, <laughs> well, there's a few other things to consider about that. <laughs> it's not automatic that everything's fixed. <laughs> I don't agree with this idea that unmarried people are half people. And you can only be whole when you find your soulmate. And they make you whole. No. 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 That's setting yourself up for some real problems right there. (laughs) What if they get up tomorrow and decide to leave? Well that couldn't happen. Oh it can happen. That can't happen. They got a free will. They can do anything they want to. No matter what the will of God is. He won't make them. You can't. What if they get up and leave? So you're just a half person for the rest of your life? (laughs) Just call you (laughs) halfy. You want halfy to come? Oh, they're always so sad. Just don't don't invite (laughs) halfy. How about this verse? Ye are complete in him. Oh, that's not one day in the sweet by and by. That's not if somebody else joins with you. You are complete in him. Oh, come on, somebody say, I am, I am, I am complete in him. That's why so many marriages don't work. 
Because this guy comes in thinking she's going to fulfill me and make me. She comes in thinking he's going to fulfill me and make me. And both of them are needy. I need, I need, I need. Give me, give me, give me. I need, I need. Give me, give me, give me. Well, if you'd give me something, maybe I could give you something. Well, if you'd give me, then maybe I... Nobody's giving anything. There's nothing to receive. It's destined for failure. But when you come in complete... I said you come in complete. You're not looking for them to fill a hole. Jesus has already filled that hole. Thank you very much. Huh? I'm not looking for. I'm not. I don't need a car to make me complete. I don't need a house. I, come on, are you listening? You don't need. I don't need success. I don't need my face on a billboard. I am complete in Him right now. Woo-hoo. And he will never leave me, nor forsake me, nor let me down. And you can count on that one. It'll be just as true a million years from now as it is right here tonight. And if that's true, and you got your soul anchored in him, then no matter what happens, tragic or bad or Awful as it could be, you're going to make it. Yes. I didn't. I, you'll feel some things. I didn't say you couldn't touch you, but you will come over it and you will come through it. Come on, are you listening? And you will make it, and you will overcome, and not just barely survive. You will overcome and thrive, and be fine, and be good in Him. Oh, somebody say, in him, in him, in him. He said, don't, verse 3, don't put your trust in princes or in the Son of Man in whom there's no help. His breath goes forth. He returns to his earth. In that very day, his thoughts, his plans perish. Don't get your eyes on anybody. That deal with them is going to make me financially, that's going to be it. That's going to set me for life. You're going to still have to walk by faith, huh? Get your eyes on Jesus. Whether that deal goes or doesn't go, you're going to have all your needs met anyway. Is that right? Don't don't get your eyes on anybody. Anything. Happy is he that has the God of Jacob for his help, whose hope or confidence is in the Lord his God, which is not a man who can lose his breath and be gone the next second. This God made the heaven and he made the earth and the sea and all that therein is which keeps truth forever and executes judgment for the oppressed. He gives food to the hungry. The Lord looses the prisoners. The Lord opens the eyes of the blind. The Lord raises them that are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. Me. The Lord preserves the strangers. He relieves the fatherless and the widow. Everything you ever need, he's got it. He's right there. He's it. Oh, hallelujah. The way of the wicked, he turns upside down, but the Lord shall reign forever. Even the God, thy God, O Zion, unto all generations, praise ye the Lord. Hallelujah. Stand on your feet, everybody. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, 
you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.